Alright guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Front 3 chat where you have three gentlemen sat in front of a camera chatting absolute bollocks. We've now reached episode 5. Five of these and people are still watching. Uh, also, before we start, I'd like to confirm that we will not be talking about any members of the royal family or their genitalia. I'd like to apologise for the previous episode. And I'd also like to apologise for the previous episode of Fraud Focus, where we possibly ruined Christmas for a lot of people. Uh, anyway, Jack and Liam are with me for episode five. We were promised a special guest, Liam, and we've not got one. Jack, what's going on? Next week. He's on the telly this weekend. Is he? Oh, giving it away. Oh, oh there's clues. That could be anyone, though, to be fair. It could be Piers Morgan. Okay. It's not Piers Morgan. He, he's far too scared. Um, right. This week, then. Big week. Um, first, th- this weekend was the first weekend with fans back in stadiums. Whew. That felt new. Felt, you know what felt best about having fans back? That I didn't have to change the setting on my TV to crowd noise off or on. It was just... Normal. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Did that make a difference to either of you? Did you did you two get to go to any games? Yep. Um Stretford Paddock Reserves versus ah. um some team in Claret and Blue. Um no I, I find it I find it dead interesting personally. Um I thought it was really good to have fans back in stadiums. I think football's been quite flat during this pandemic. Mm. Um obviously they've done a brilliant job in trying to keep the, the game we all love. Um, as normal as possible but obviously as we all know football is, is nothing without fans uh, and they've tried to make it something and it's it's been better than a lot of people have expected and because there's nothing else that we can do right now everyone's just you know accepted it as as a new normal while this is all, all happening um, but it's just so good so reassuring to now have fans back in stadiums and to see bums in seats again and I know at Liverpool they, they said one of the stewards said at one point that actually um, they're all cameraed up, I believe, because um, they, they obviously need to show the government how they're doing and, and how it's going, because then hopefully sooner rather than later, 2,000 will become 4,000 or 6,000 or 8,000. Because we saw at Liverpool, so the, the cop and the main stand were open. You saw um, in the cop how it was distanced, how everyone was spaced. Now, there's no reason why if it can happen in two stands, it can't happen in all four stands. So, you know, I'm hoping that this 2000 thing will probably be over Christmas. And then from January, we can see a lot more fans in stadiums and, and football will feel great again. I'm just hoping that uh, Manchester gets put to tier two in a, in, a, in a week so that I can go and watch United again, hopefully. Uh, Liam, when are you going to go watch Danny? I mean, we're also in tier three, so I can't go, which is a shame because back home, we usually go at Boxing Day, but not this year. Are you getting reviewed next week as well? I don't know, to be honest. I do not have a fucking clue. Is it just Manchester? Is it everywhere that's getting reviewed? Well, they they mess they mess Manchester up a bit, don't they? Because they put it as the whole of South Yorkshire. Yeah, it's the whole of South Yorkshire. I mean the north. I mean South Yorkshire, East Riding of Yorkshire, and then West Yorkshire. East Riding of Yorkshire is tier two. West Yorkshire is tier three. We're tier three also. So. Hopefully, we're not far away. Christian Carfit, would you get would you get a ticket if they allow if it goes clear to? They said I got an email the other week about um, how they were going to do it, and I think they said first off it would go to season ticket to um, whoever renewed from last season, and then there'd be a select amount that goes into a ballot. I think they said a ballot for members, so I'd be able to go into the ballot. And then it's just look at the draw. More chance yeah. in it. More chance. Yeah. 
So we'll, yeah, we'll how many people? Do you, how many people do you reckon are in the ballot? Well, there you go. It depends how many people actually want to go. But I'm I, sure everyone will want to. I, I'd imagine it's a similar thing to like when I've applied to, to Champions League ballots over the last few years, and you have all the tickets, you have all the history, but you're like seventeen thousandth in the ballot. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, but the then again, is, I get they have, they have to be from the local area, don't they? They have to be living in the local area. area. So I yeah. think that will reduce the the ballot size massively, especially. Then you know, it, well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then again, I get I get good looking those ballots. I get good looking them. Because like I I like I shouldn't be getting those kind of games that I got last season. Like I was at, I got the Derby, I got Liverpool, I got Spurs, I got all sorts, and I shouldn't have been getting them. But Carter, you forget you're Carter from Twitter, so obviously you're going to get tickets. It's just I wish that's how it worked. <laughs> I wish that's how it worked. Um, but yeah, yeah, fans are back. Hopefully, um, it's not long until all of us can be in a stadium watching games again. Well, if I'm not coaching that, you know, um. Anyway, first topic of discussion over the weekend. Arsenal lose again. Jack, take it away. <laughs> I, d- I don't know what you want me to say because I've said everything I need to say. Exactly what you said for the last five <laughs> Say the words. Keep it going. Look, they're just a Mediterranean Burnley. Do you know what I mean? There we go. The more, I'm, the more I'm watching them, the more it becomes apparent. I mean, the stats don't lie. I think they've had... The fifth, I think they're 15th in the league at the minute and they've had the 15th amount, um, most amount of shots as well. So it's not even like they don't deserve to be there. I know they've had a tough run in, in recent weeks, but, you know, I, what I think from from Arsenal fans' point of view is how can they be happy with seeing what they're seeing at the minute? Because everything that was so positive for them last season, let's be honest, they had loads of problems last season as well. Everything that was right for them last season is now also wrong. They just... Pumping the ball into the box every five minutes. They're trying. They're trying to do a Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson, but they're doing it with Kieran Tierney and Hector Bellerin. Bellerin's done five foul throws in the last five games. He's a professional <laughs> footballer. I, I don't understand. There is so much wrong at that football club at the minute. I don't know if you saw the FTV videos over the weekend as well, but I've said before when Maya was on the show, they don't fucking help either. The mm. club from head to toe is a mess. They've got Mesut Ozil on, on Twitter and whether he makes you laugh or not with what he's doing with Piers Morgan and whether you feel sorry for him for not being in the team or not, we don't know what's happened behind the scenes. He may have been an absolute twat. You know, I think there's a lot being said that actually he's being mistreated and stuff like that, but he, there may be a lot more to this than we know. Um, and actually what he's doing on social media every time they lose and, and stuff like that, I, d- I don't think it's helpful um, because it's just riling up the fans even more. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks at Arsenal because I think they've got a, a couple of decent games now. Um, but I've seen a tweet, I think Roby retweeted it the other day, uh, saying that there's quite a few relegation battle games that Arsenal are involved in over the next couple of weeks. But I said to Liam the other day, it's, it's interesting because all the clubs that you know have struggled in recent years that have been around the bottom or bottom half the table but played decent sort of football, they've seemed to start the season really, really well. Um, and mm. well, like your Burnley's, your Sheffield United to like to defend more. Do you know what I mean? They've they've struggled at the start of the season, and Arsenal have started in that sort of way, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really interesting because they dominated most of the game against Tottenham. Um, you know what made me laugh about that was when, like in the in the post match, Arteta was going on about crosses, and I thought he literally is treating them like a Burnley. He's going, oh, we put this many crosses in, we played really well. And what I don't get from from Arsenal fans is, I was talking to one one of my mates the other day. He said um, he was he was making the excuse that Arteta can only play this way because of the players he has. And my question was, 
well, why are you hoofing balls into the box with players like Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe and, and, and players like that? And he said, because we don't, we can't break down a low block. And I said, so what do you mean by that? And he said, I don't have, we don't have any creative midfielders. And then that's when I thought, well, Mesut Ozil, surely that's an easy fix. But even then, are you trying to tell me that if Arsenal buy a creative midfielder, the problems are solved? Arsenal, no. Arsenal's academy is one of the best in the world. They've got those young players that can pop in. Yeah. And they've trusted players like Saka, you know, Reese Nelson to step in and, and do the job. Um, something's wrong right now. Well, there's a lot wrong um, and there's a lot they need to sort. There is no there is no excuse for Mikel Arteta. He could have simply gone there and tried to play the style of football that Jose Mourinho is playing and it, at Tottenham and it would work a lot better for him. You know, that counter-attacking play. Where, when he walked in, their defence was a shambles. He, he has improved their, their defensive side. He, he has done that. But they're still a shambles. And all he's done is he's compensated for their defensive struggles by defending more, playing a bit of a low block and therefore, you know, giving Aubameyang a, a lot less chances. Whereas if they were to play in a Mourinho sort of style, that counter-attacking football with the pace they've got up front, I reckon they'd do loads better. But, you know, I just think the style at the minute is, is just lacklustre, boring. They lack energy. They lack any kind of creativity. They lack a spark. They've, you know, without Partey, they, they look, they, they, lack, they lack a decent defensive midfielder as well. So they're really struggling. I don't see it improving. Well, in that case, I raised the question, Liam, why is he not being pressured? Uh, you know, right, I'm going to try and say this without sounding bitter, but why is Arteta not given the same amount of stick in the media that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is? Is it simply because he manages a smaller club? It's his first job. To be fair to Arteta, it's his first job. He's, he's known for being under Pep. You know, he's, tr- he's still trying to find his own managerial style, whether he's trying to carbon copy Pep or bring in his own ideas. And he's at a club where there's so much pressure from outside, outside, uh, outside points of views and whatnot. Do you, think he, do you think he's getting by on that FA Cup win then? I don't know. I mean, they've ch- changed and chopped manager how many times since Wenger? Quite a few Twice. times. and. It's just they need a bit of consistency. That's that's what brought them success and they get a bit of consistency. I w- I w- sorry, sorry to interrupt. I, w- I will say I do think Arteta is the man to turn him around though. Um, I, I do think I do think he's a flashy Sean Dyche. I do think at the minute they're looking like a Mediterranean Burnley. I do think he's restricting them, but I think he's the right man to turn it around. I think Arsenal need to put their faith in him. I really do because. Though it's funny for us right now, and though it was very clear to us right now that that FA Cup win was simply the new manager bounce and stuff, I think he he's the man you trust. They they, they have loads of problems. You've seen it's not a manager problem now because you know Wenger was forced out, Emery was forced out early. They brought Arteta in to do a job. It, it's 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 a project sort of job that he needs to do there. It was always going to be a risk. It wasn't necessarily going to be, you know, it it wasn't necessarily going to be um, perfect straight away. But he's come in, he's won them the FA Cup, which has put more pressure on his shoulders. He signed Partey in the summer, which I th- thought at the time was an excellent signing, but he's struggled with injuries since coming in. You know, I, I think the issue is that Arsenal have so many problems off the field and they have so many problems with the players within their squad that it's very easy to affect them even more so when they're struggling on the pitch too. I mean, the way, the way forward for Arsenal now is to stick by their man try and get all these young promising players that they have through into the first team and get rid of the deadwood 
that that has long, to be the, the how long does he get then? Oh, at least at least for the end of the. Season. I mean, I don't know how long he should get, but because this will lead into my next topic, but I want to finish on Arteta first. How long do you think he deserves to get before you start asking questions? Because let's not forget, you can talk about project, but the fifteenth at the minute. I, I'll be I'll mm. be honest. I'll I'll be very very honest. I don't think Arsenal are a big club anymore. No, I, don't, I don't think I stand alone on it. You say, is it because Man United are bigger? I simply believe Arsenal are not a big club anymore. And that's where, the, that's, that's where their problems arise. Because they have so many players that think they are bigger than the club. It is ridiculous. Mm. And you have, you know, Aubameyang messing about with his contract situation. You have Meza Ozil, who, whether or not it's his fault, he quite literally is taking the piss out of, out of that club at the moment. You have David Luiz and that whole situation with his contract and what happened just after Project Restart, where he was silly, got sent off and went, you know what, it's because I don't know about my future. You know, there's just so many problems at that football club. And I, I don't think they, I don't think it's all Arteta's fault. He's gone in there. He's trying to do a job, but there's so many issues. It's so hard for him. Um, and, you know, it's funny to take the piss out of. It's funny to laugh at how they're playing like a Mediterranean Burnley. It's funny because they're not going to, they're not going to do well this season, but, he is the best man for the job at the minute, in my opinion. He just he, He's a learner, like Liam said. It's his first job. He will learn along the way and he will find out sooner rather than later that this style is not the right one and he will adapt it and he will change it. Well, and that brings me on to the next topic. And I realise who I'm speaking to when I bring this topic up. So I would not be surprised if the conversation goes in the way that I'm expecting it to go. But on the topic of media and how they're treating the managers so arguably Arteta should be getting more pressure but as Jack says it might just be because they're not a big club anymore however Ole Gunnar Solskjaer currently sits what is it three three four points off the top of the table is currently as at the time of recording a draw away from the round of 16 of the Champions League he's in the quarterfinals of the League Cup with the FA Cup still yet to play and he's been talked about the sack thoughts I'll let Liam go first here. Yeah. I just think that's where your clubs are. I mean, realistically, you should be aiming higher than where you are at the moment. But should we? Is it, yeah. Man United. Higher than, but technically, Man, we are challenging for the league right now. I mean, for now, but where have you been for the last few years whilst Ollie's been in charge? What, what does that matter? Because we're challenging for it now, supposedly. I'm not saying that we're going to win the league. We might. But we are currently within within mathematical possibilities of winning the league on our own terms. It's so Southampton. Pete, Does Pete, that mean Ralph Hostenhill should get the Barca job? Well, no, but that doesn't mean he should get sacked either, does it? People are so, people are so naive, Karthik. And listen, Ole, yes, you're doing all right at the minute in the league. It's looking good. Um, but United should be... You United fans have fallen so far from grace over the last few yep. years. You are literally Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes. You always say you're not going to do a Liverpool. You'll never do a Liverpool where we went 30 years without a title. The way you're going, you're you're going to do exactly the same thing. I, as a Liverpool fan, have seen it. This is exactly the same slide that Liverpool were on. And United, if they're not careful, if they continue to accept mediocrity then you're going the exact same way and that's the thing at the minute you're picking up points but you're falling behind in games you're looking 
awful until the 60th minute. You're getting a lot of luck. Like that West Ham game, they took the piss out of you the whole of the first half. They could have been 3-4-0 up at half time. And as a Liverpool fan, if, if that was happening to my football club and I still won the game, I would still be so angry with that first half performance. I'd still be fuming. But for United fans, it's, oh, you can't you can't criticise Oli because we've won the game. It shouldn't be like that. Football shouldn't be like that. United are underperforming and they're overachieving at the minute because the squad and Ole don't deserve the points they're picking up. So, yes, you should be aiming higher. But where the, the way you're playing at the minute, you should be a lot lower in the league. And, and do you know what? With the injuries you've got tonight as well, I wouldn't be counting chickens because time of recording, uh, Rashford's out. Not Rashford, Martial and Marshall Cavani, Cavani yeah. apparently out. RB Leipzig are a good team with a very, very good manager. And a lot is riding on them tonight as well. And you, you know what? It may come to a point where it's... United going out tonight because Ollie's been out outsmarted. Well, I, raised, I raised the question then. Um, if what was I about to ask? I was about to ask something then, and I've lost track completely. But anyway, I'll go to Liam while my thought comes back. Liam, your thoughts on the matter? I think we've discussed it in its entirety. Really, I mean, United should be a lot higher but then they also should be a lot lower. I mean, they're in this like seesaw transition period where they fell from grace. They're trying to get back up there, but they've almost masked with their performances recently. Here's what my question was. Um, is that not an easier problem to solve, playing badly and winning games, than oh. playing badly and losing games? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think Ollie's the right man for the job. Because for, for his whole period at, at United, I, there's not many times I've seen you play really well. And I'll ask you this question, Karthik. Mm. Are there better managers out there right now than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that could bring United success? I've discussed this. I've said before, I, I think I might have said it on Off United. I said, if you ask me for the top five managers in the world, or in the league, let's say in the league, top five managers in the league, Solskjaer probably isn't in there. But if you ask me the top five managers that could probably suit our club, he probably is. Does you've, that make sense? You've got you've got to be cutthroat, Carthic and, and No, but do you not do you not do you not agree that some managers suit a club more? For I example, Noise Everton. I get what you mean. Look at Klopp when he first came to Liverpool. Mm. But I, I disagree with your point on Ole. Um and mm. my point is simply everyone thought that was Spurs, everyone thought that was Pochett Spurs. Look at them now. Levy, uh, Daniel Levy was very cutthroat. You know, it, it's a business and sometimes you've got to act like a businessman in this game. And he got rid of Pochettino. Everyone criticised him for it and said, oh, that, that might be a bit too early. Look how well they've started. Look at how they're playing now under Mourinho. Yes, it's taken time. Like it, it was this time last year, wasn't it, that he took over. But I think it may come to a point where Edward Wood and whoever in the United board have to make a decision will look at Pochettino and they will go, is this a decision that can forward our football club? And for me and for a lot of other opposition fans, Karthik, it's a no-brainer. You've got him out there. You've got Zidane, who at the minute isn't doing that well at Real Madrid, who can take over um, Allegri as, as well. And there's, there are these managers that are available. And if you're not careful, you're going to stick with Oli too, far too long. And by that point, it's going to be too late. You've seen the whole thing with Pogba as well. You need to be cutthroat with him as well and just get rid. It's all right having Ollie now and him winning the league and winning the Champions League or whatever else you're fucking saying that's going to happen this year. But are you going to do that on a consistent basis? Are you going to be well, doing that for the next five, six years under Ollie? No, that, that, 
that's what Man United have to be doing. For for the amount of money that they gain from football, the, where they position themselves financially, they simply have to compete for titles. J- Jamie Carragher said it perfectly the other night. There are no bigger clubs in world football than Man United other than Barcelona and Real Madrid. Now, for me, some one team like that shouldn't be able to settle for what United are settling for at the minute. Um, the fans are beginning to, you know, want mediocrity. That's what you're settling for. And yes, you're getting results on the pitch. Yes, you're two points behind the top. But you should be wanting performances on the pitch to get you right amongst it and right amongst the, that title battle. But at the minute, I think you'll agree with me here that though you're this close to the title race, your performance in, your performances aren't convincing you that you'll be anywhere near it at the end of the season. And, you know, I, I think that's the thing right now. You've got to look at United as they are. And I think at some point over the next few months, it'll come, look, we're, we're the nearly team at the minute. We're nearly getting there, but we're not getting there. So I think as much as fair play to you for respecting Solskjaer and fair play for you for, for getting behind your man, but there's going to come a point where you're going to have to make a decision. And for me, it's a no-brainer. I, I get your point. I mean, I do understand what you're trying to say. In my opinion, it's just that, I mean, you're going to throw the spending in my face, but I, don't, I still don't think we've done what we needed to do in the transfer window. Oh, there's, there's there's problems behind the scenes as well. Don't get mm. me wrong, the, the Glazers don't help. I'm not making excuses for him either. I'm just trying to go both sides here. I, I'm not someone who's going to blindly praise him. I've said, I mean, I, for example, the Fred red card thing last week. That was a no-brainer. He should have taken him off. That was stupid to leave him on the pitch. That was that was simple. I was that I was this close to naming him as my fraud of the week on Fraud Focus if it wasn't for you two picking fucking Santa Claus. Um, so where I stand on it, I just think something about it just makes me feel that what he's trying to do, what he's trying to set up within the club, as you say, with Arteta, the project, the culture, this and that. I feel like maybe it's a bit harsh to give that to one manager but not to another. Yes, albeit Ollie's been in the job for a much longer time and achieved a lot. United are a massive, massive, massive club. Uh, That's where the difference in this club size comes in. Of course, no, the the club size is there. I mean, I'll I'll happily accept Arsenal are a Burnley-level team right now and they're getting treated like one. So that's fine. Still, I still feel that, you know, it might just be a media thing. But I know it's a fan thing as well. The media thing in that United get clicks. So if 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 they have any excuse to try and get attention, it's going to be oh, Ollie should should Ollie stay in the job? And loads of people are going to click on it and go oh no 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 you shouldn't no, no, no. yes he should and all that. I still feel it's a little bit of a circus at the minute. And I do agree things like the Pogba thing. He does need to be cut through. He has been too nice with Pogba. I feel and I've said that many times. But I still think it's a bit harsh. The night the night before a massive Champions League game. And and this may be the future of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United. You know, it, it's huge. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. huge. That whole Pogba thing's come out. Now, we all know, everyone in football knows Mino Raiola is a, is a massive tit. He absolutely is. And he will try and cause problems. But what United are doing with Pogba and Mino Raiola is they're letting him walk all over them. And f- for this to come out, like you said, and I've seen Steve say the same thing. It's an absolute circus at the minute. And, you know, it just shows a complete lack of respect for the manager, complete lack of respect for the other players. And if 
Pogba's doing it. Is he the only player doing it? Is, have, have, have there been problems with Greenwood this season that, that we haven't seen? I know there's nothing to say and there's nothing to prove it, but are there stuff going on behind the scenes at United right now to show that the players are, are losing trust in, in Solskjaer as well? I don't know about that, but I don't want to stay on this topic for too long. So comments, I'll let you all get involved. I'm sure we'll clip this up and get it on Twitter and see what people think. So get in the comments and let us know. Uh, also, while I've got you, the the podcast is also available on Spotify, so if you don't want to look at our faces, you can switch over there and listen to the rest of it um, and support us there. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Front Free Chat. It's a fantastic Twitter page, I think. It's managed by a fantastic admin. Um, next one, then. We, we discussed this in the first episode, to be fair, and credit to both of you, you two called it Everton, the massive dropout that they've had. You, you both called it, to be fair. Their best mate, well, old Chippy Tits, has just been arrested. So even better news this week. Thoughts on Everton then and what's happened to them? It was always going to be a thing. They're, they're in 11. They're not a squad. Mm. And that's, that's it. Can they not pick it up? Do we not see any hope? Or maybe January, any any signings? Oh, there's, they'll still finish mm. all right this season. But they're they'll, they'll be in the They'll be in the race for it. It's, Europe's going to be a big race this season. There's going to be a lot of teams pushing for it. Um, but for, for me, with Everton, what, what we're seeing is, like you said, we, we called it with with injuries. So they've suffered injuries to their fullbacks and they don't have depth in fullbacks and now they're really struggling. Last week, they lined up with wing-back pairing of Alex Iwobi and Fabian Delph. <laughs> and Angelotti's resorted to a back five. You know, it, they looked so flat against Burnley. They, they looked awful in that first half until they yeah, got yeah. and they changed the shape and then the system when they looked loads better. And I think that's the thing right now. Ancelotti's got loads of loads of injuries. Well, a couple of injuries, nowhere near as as much as we've got. But he's got a few injuries. He's having to readjust. Yeah, throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> he's having to readjust. Is the crying part of the episode? <laughs> oh. We have, he's, he's having to readjust um, and, and, you know, try new things and, and, and Everton don't really have the strength and depth to be able to do that and still compete at a high level. Liam, are they just getting on through games, through good play from Calvert-Lewin? Because Hammers has dropped off. I can't think of anyone who's playing well for them other than maybe Richarlison at times and Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, Richarlison's going to win the, goal, the, the Ballon d'Or, so that, that's a different match. I wonder if he'll come out and say that now. How many weeks ago was that? Four or five only, weeks ago? Yeah, it was the last so, international break, wasn't it? Yeah. I think just getting by on Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a quality player, to be fair to Calvert-Lewin. I'd be intrigued to see if he could do it at a different club, you know. Where would he go? He's a great yeah. replacement, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not. Surely not. That's a United? No. You oh, to be fair, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. Dominic Lewin would be the perfect signing for Manchester United. I'm not sure about perfect, but okay. He would be the perfect signing. You need a sure. number nine. You absolutely need I'd, I'd have him. Calvert-Lewin would be great. I'd have him. He's, he's basically a younger younger version of Cavani, essentially. Oh, yeah. Maybe definitely. not as good. No, I mean, in terms of type of player, yeah, he is. He does similar things, just not as good. Yeah. But on the Hammers Rodriguez thing as well, I said I said it a few weeks ago, didn't I? When we were talking about the the team of the season so far, mm. and actually 
he's a great player. He's a flashy player. He does some. He has some moments of magic. He looks brilliant at times. But there's more to James Rodriguez's game that I'm, I'm just not convinced about. You know, like his defensive ability is absolutely poor. And at the minute when they've not got, you know, when when they've not got proper fullbacks, they're struggling because on the left-hand side, he's not helping back like he should do and he's not defending like he should do. And, you know, he's going missing in games because teams are picking him up as their strong link and they're marking him out the game. And I mean, he's your Mesut or star player. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's quite a few... Pogba. He's a brilliant player, but there's a reason Madrid got rid of him. Let's yeah, face it. Yeah, he's, he's a flashy player. He absolutely is a flashy player. He, he's a magical player, and he's a highlight reel player where he looks flashy on on a few a few pieces, a few things he does in the game. But his his all round performance, his all, all round game, isn't isn't great. Um, good player nonetheless, but I think we've seen in in the last few weeks that you know Hamas Rodriguez isn't all that. Yeah, He's definitely not a man that's going to carry Everton to the top four, like uh, a lot of people were saying. I, I, I thought they might have done, but you know, as you said, they've got a team, not a squad. Um, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, prediction league, then. How do you think you did? If you can remember what you predicted, I got one yep. spot on, didn't I? We and we got points. Me and Liam were we very all, close on the wall. We all gained the same number of points, so we're just as how we stood. I'm first on nine points, you're second, Jack, on six points, and Liam's on five points. Breathing yeah. down your neck. I know uh, because he said... I was one goal yeah. off with the Liverpool game, yeah. Yeah, yeah one, one goal off. Um, yeah, so this week's going to be interesting. There's some good games in this one. First one, Leeds against West Ham. I think it's a tough one to predict. Jack, you go first. 3-1 Leeds. Okay. 2-0 West Ham. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. I think that's I going to be I can see West Ham doing a job on them. They're in good form as well, West Ham. They're playing decent. Um, Suchek's a quality player. He is. He's a very good player, to be fair. Oh, can I change mine? No. To what? They've got Antonio back, haven't they? This yeah. West Ham. West Ham, yeah. They've got Antonio back. No Robin Cock for Leeds. He's having knee surgery. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. 2-1. He's just copied your score, hasn't he? No, you said 2-0. No, I'll go 2-2 then. Uh, Manchester Derby. United City. <sighs> Big game. Big game. But I fancy us. 2-1 United. Jack, what do you reckon? 2-1 United. I'm lagging a little bit, so if if you lose me, that's why. 4-0 City. Fuck off. I just think... Why do you think... If if you lose tonight, which I can see happening, there might be a bit of a hangover for for a couple of weeks. That's very very sad of you, because if we lose tonight, that's more likely that we're going to win against City. Well even, still, well, even still, okay, then you pick up a point tonight. Um, it's typical United style to then go to City and get fucking hammered. So, you know, I, I can just see a, a big City win. United, United been, always perform. United always seem to perform, I'd say. But, but... Ollie's, Ollie's, Ollie's got these big games. If, if, if United perform like they have the last few weeks... City will punish them. They, West Ham should have been three, four nil yeah. up at half time, and City won't make the same mistakes that West Ham did. So, for for me, four nil City. 
However, City stopped playing after about 60 minutes, which is when we start playing, so. Not in the derby, though. Not in the derby. Never, never know. Know. I'm, going, I'm going to win United just because, apart from t- this season against Spurs, which you can write off because, I don't know, just the red card and fitness and all that. You know, Ollie seems to have these big games down to a T, and I I don't fear these these kind of games. It's it's the other games where I think, oh, are we really going to be able to break these down? Which I think is a better problem to have. So I'll go two one United. We'll win that one. And uh, Pep Guardiola is Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's bitch. Uh, Everton Chelsea. Surely Chelsea win that. Jack. Two one Chelsea. Two one. I'm assuming that's Calvert Lewin scoring for Everton. Um, who else would it be? Jordan Pickford. <laughs> Shouldn't have. <laughs> Go on, William. Three nil Chelsea. I'm also going to go Chelsea win. I will say two nil. I don't see Everton scoring because they're just not very good at the minute. Well, they've got a tough run now, Chelsea. Very tough run. True, true. They do. Have Olivier Giroud. What a player he is. Has the iron paid you to say that? No, what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, right. Oh, the, Jack was buzzing at the at the sight of this on the fixture list. This is one I will watch. Burnley against the actual Burnley, Arsenal, Burnley. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> spot on, Liam. One nil, Burnley. That's the re- <laughs> that's the re- that's the real Burnley. Imagine. What a lovely battle of Burnleys. Flashy Sean Dyche getting absolutely outclassed by the Sean Dyche. <laughs> Battle of the Burnleys. I'm saying nil-nil as well. That's got that's just got a boring game written all over it. Um, and over to a very interesting game, not just because it involves Donny, but it involves the brother of a certain guest we had on the podcast, Doncaster v Gillingham. A certain Jordan Graham plays for Gillingham. What do you reckon? He's wank. 3-0, Donny. <laughs> I hope, hope Maya's not watching this. He's got, I'm watching he's, got, he's got a hamstring injury anyway, so he won't play, will he? He's bottled it. <laughs> We're going to have to tag him. We're going to have to tag him. Johnny, if you're watching this, I think you're mint, mate. Every time I look at my feed, you're always scoring goals. Keep doing it, mate. Um, go on, but- then. We'll let the Johnny fan... But we're all Donny, aren't we? So we're, we're all Donny, aren't we? Yeah, we're all Donny. Jordan. <laughs> Go on, Liam. Score prediction. Three 0 Three 0 Donny. Go on then. Go on, Jack. Um, two two nil Donny. I'll go one nil Donny. All Donny, aren't we? All Donny. Donny, you're fucking lost, then. Donny James is going to penalty in the last minute of the game, isn't he? <laughs> he's going to shush you. He's going to Will there be any cameras? Yeah, they will. Of course, there'll be cameras. Yeah. You've got you've got um, that weird eye player thing, haven't you? Yeah, that yeah. Eye player. <laughs> the weird eye player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll just go. Fair, I hope he gives us a shout out. Wear a t-shirt underneath your kit. Wear, wear a t-shirt underneath that says "fuck the front three when you score. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be mint. It's worth yeah. the fine. Worth the fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that was our that was our prediction league. Uh, let us know what you think the score is going to be, uh, in all the games, not just Don, Doncaster Gillingham, because there's more more football on. Um, other than football, then outside of the footballing world, Jack usually brings in the stories. And please do not mention anything to do with any sort of genitalia, please. Or the royalty. Or royalty. Uh, I was just wondering 
how many times you lot were going to masturbate every i mean what how many times <laughs> you lot were, what 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 you lot were planning on doing for christmas <laughs> i need to stop asking you this, these questions liam tell me what's going on in the world i don't know if i would masturbate <laughs> <laughs> What, what kind of question is well, how many times will I masturbate on I'm going home for Christmas I can't be doing that there why not because it'll be in fucking Can family not... rooms do you not get alone time not really I think I'll end up having to share a room so I won't be able to do that and by home do you mean Preston yeah that's, my uncle. that's not home what did you think I was going to fly over to India? Yeah, I was wondering if you were going back to India, and then I was—I I thought masturbating was illegal in India or something. <laughs> you can't do when you're at home. I don't know. Some religious. What did you think I did for about seven, seven, eight years of my life? Then is that through the puberty did? years of my life? Moreover, that, that's a bit sad, Karthik. If that's all <laughs> for eight years. And then, oh, never mind, never mind. Something other than that, then. What else are you guys doing for Christmas other than eating turkey? No, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Christmas actually, because I think this year's been a bit weird, hasn't it, in terms of COVID and stuff. It's not been able to see family and stuff. So yeah, I think Christmas will be good because you can see three households, can't you? So yeah, enjoy it until we're put in a third lockdown. I mean, I think Christmas will bring a bit of normality because no one's really out or out. At Christmas anyway, so we better not be putting a lockdown after Christmas. Oh it will. Oh hundred percent it's gonna happen. I'm sorry, but if you're gonna put us in different tiers and lock us down over over festivals like Eid and, and you know, call out Muslims for having their celebrations, you can't treat Christmas differently. I'm sorry. That's just not on commercial. It's a sell far too much money. Yeah, it's just not on. That's the thing. It's, it's a selfish mindset from the government, realistically. From then, it was, oh, they didn't really consider Eid, but for Christmas, they have to. Um, because all your gammons of the world like Christmas as well. So, Fuck gammons, by the way. And another thing is um, that we need to talk about before this finishes is the Queen is getting one of the first vaccines. Is she actually? Yeah. I mean, you know, no? Yeah. <laughs> I sent, I sent it in the chat yesterday as well. The yes. Queen's to get vaccinated. Her Majesty the Queen will be getting the COVID vaccine. And so, that's all we will say on the matter, Jack. Oh, yeah, that, that's all I plan to say. We, we will not speak about anything else. Queen's a lovely woman. I get to meet her soon. What? I get to meet the Queen soon. Where, how? I'll talk to you about it another day. Is this involving your television? Okay. Your no. television? Now, I'm not going to say it because then it'll then it'll set us off again. I meant like last week you said she was on Babe Station, so I thought. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No. I won't. I won't. I won't repeat what he said she was doing on there. But you know, I might go watch that video and you'll find out what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go watch the video, or I've clipped it up and put it on the Twitter. So to go find that. Any, anything else then to end the podcast? That's a wrap. <laughs> don't no, do it no. alright everyone thanks for watching make sure to like comment share the video and subscribe to the front three um, we've got videos coming up because we've got double game week so we'll have plenty of stuff to chat about and until next time keep chatting bollocks